Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriotti, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriotti has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, Freedom to Retire. A lot of people are predicting that the market is going to continue to do well this year because at some point the Fed has indicated they're going to start lowering interest rates. I said most people because there are some that disagree, like market strategist Kim Polkari recently here on Fox Business. I don't think they should cut rates at all. I think at the very least they should hold them where they are. And my fear is there's a possibility that they even go up another 25 basis points. So don't forget, in a presidential election year, the Fed really is not supposed to move on interest rates six months ahead of the election unless, of course, you're going off the edge or something really dramatic has happened for fear of being seen as political. So if we stay at 3% inflation or higher, I know their their goal has been 2% for the longest time, but if we stay at 3%, does that change how you put together a retirement plan? And and if, if that's the case, how does it change it? Yeah, I mean, what direction they're actually going to head. Uh, we know they're not going to make big adjustments to rates, uh, a quarter of a point if they increase a big deal, but they're, they're likely to be going to be uh, coming down. That's the way I see it anyway, especially as we head into spring um, and the early summer months of 2024. But yeah, look, the Fed is likely to begin lowering the rates. That's why we had such a big rally in the stock market last November and December. Uh, just the news of the inflation simmering down a bit. It's great news for lots of facets of the economy. Uh, look at the real estate market. Um, they're going to love that because mortgage rates should be uh, coming down mm-hmm. soon. Home prices might um, even improve a little bit if that's the case. Um, businesses, small businesses, really, um, actually businesses of any size, they're going to they're gonna be able to borrow money at lower interest rates. Uh, and they could really use that um, decrease in cost to, to purchase more inventory. Um, maybe they want to buy more office space to to, to expand their operations. Um, auto loans, they're going to be less expensive, so that'll help out that industry. And, and look, when I, when I just take a step back and, and look at where we are in, in this current economic juncture here, in, right here in American history, it, it makes me really appreciate how our economy has grown really so much over the past several years, despite a global pandemic going on, and that's kind of putting a, a speed bump in, in the way there. I mean, look at the Dow Jones. It just hit the highest level in its history uh, over the past couple of weeks. The S&P 500 also sitting at these all-time highs right now, literally as we speak. So if, if we were out there in the mountains climbing Mount Everest, we would be standing at the peak of Mount Everest right now with our hands kind of shaking in the air uh, <laughs> because, look, there's, there's so many investors, um, if, if not most all investors, they have recovered uh, you know, right back up to the same levels and same balances that they used to have when the market hit its former highs back in December of 2021, right right before uh, the Fed started uh, raising interest rates and all. And when we talk about interest rates, look, you can still find some fixed interest rates, uh, which have, you know, no bearing on the stock market. We're just talking nice and fixed. Uh, rates are as high as 5%. You can even find uh, some as, as uh, high as 6% for locking in for like the next three years, five years, et cetera. So it begs the question, if we're sitting here and if we're in our 50s, our 60s, our 70s, what should our next move be? Mm-hmm. You know, Should we pull some money out of the market and maybe uh, put it into a maybe a cash position uh, in order to 
you know, uh, you know, capture some of this recent growth, you know, kind of take some chips off the table, that sort of speak. But look, if we do that, then what if the market goes up even more? <laughs> Are we going to regret not participating in that additional growth? Um, but what if we keep rolling the dice, mm-hmm. uh, especially this year being an election year? Um, maybe we should be, you know, a little bit more cautious with our investments. Um, and then we ask ourselves, what about interest rates? You know, geez, rates are really high. Um, but are we going to regret that once rates drop back down to the 2% range or the 3% range or, or even lower than that, are we going to regret that we didn't lock in 6% for a couple of years or a few years uh, with, with just a portion of our savings? So these are the types of questions that people are asking me left and right these days. And I know that thousands of our listeners have these same exact questions running through their mind. Um, so I thought I'd spend a few uh, minutes of today's show uh, talking about some some additional strategies, Chris. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth looking at because, you know, FOMO is a real thing. People are, are fearing missing out on, on great market gains, but you also, you know, don't want to miss out on taking advantage of these high interest rates. You mentioned Mount Everest, and, and this is a great uh, analogy, I think, because a dangerous summit, of course, but but the, the majority of the fatalities, they happen on the way down. So it's the same sort of thing when it comes to retirement. You've done a good job accumulating, accumulating, and thanks to the past couple of years, you've you've rebounded and, and you know, hopefully you're you're at your 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 highs that you saw, as Jim indicated, you know, uh, at the end of twenty twenty one. But how do you get off the mountain? How do you get into retirement and make sure that disaster doesn't happen? That is that is where you come into play, right? Yeah, of course. I mean if you're if you're up in the air, you're flying the airplane, we gotta land the plane. Yeah. We got to do it. And I was just chatting with a, a, a couple uh, this past Tuesday uh, who came into my Radnor office, uh, Radnor PA office. They, were, they came in from Ivy Land. Um, and I would say, you know, once I got to know them, they were about a six out of 10 on the risk scale. So pretty middle of the road, mm-hmm. which is very, very common. And the reason they wanted to come in to, to meet with me was because they kept hearing about how um, everything in the market had been growing and growing and how strong interest rates have become. But when they were looking at their statement, they just weren't seeing it. You know, they, they have uh, money invested uh, with their current, their other financial advisor uh, with Schwab. And they kept uh, hearing me um, on the radio show, offering how I was going to offer our, our fellow 1210 WPHD listeners a, a complimentary second opinion at any time, which is true. I'm always happy to, to help our fellow listeners of this great radio station. Uh, and give you an honest, a, just a candid second opinion of your investment strategy. See if I can recommend anything differently. Always 100% complimentary with no expectations. But, but look, I'm, I'm an accredited investment fiduciary as well. So um, I'm, I'm obligated to put your best interest first. Um, I'm the owner of a registered investment advisory firm, um, in case a lot of our listeners didn't know that, which is Retire Ready Wealth Management. So um so yeah, I must always act in that fiduciary duty. Uh, I must always be bringing something to the table to you uh, with a clear and present benefit to you. In, in other words, I'm not able to make a recommendation uh, where I would suggest, hey, get out of that one investment and get into this, this other investment where there's nothing in it for you, you know, in terms of benefit. Mm-hmm. Um, we would call that in, in the business like a sideways move or a lateral move. Uh, there needs to be something positive and beneficial in it for you when I make a recommendation as a fiduciary. But anyways, getting back to that couple that came into the, the, the Radner office to see me, I was able right away to look at their statements. Um, and just like I've seen countless times before, they had around half of their money invested in these bond funds, which had not been performing at reasonable levels for the past few years. And 
when I asked them also, I said, how much are you paying in fees with your financial advisor at Schwab? What's he charging you? They both looked at each other. Then they looked back to me. And then they both in tandem, they just shrugged their shoulders and giggled. <laughs> um, it was almost like a little uh, skit there, but it's exactly what happened. So what I was able to do was to show them on their statements in black and white how much in fees they were actually being charged by their current advisor. And the advisor was charging them 1.5% per year. And when we looked up their bond funds, guess what? Their bond funds hadn't been growing um, really over the past few years. Um, in fact, they've only been g- growing by around, ready for this, right around 1.5% per year. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, so pretty much all of the interest being generated by the, the 40 or 50% of their investments was being consumed right back by the financial advisor. And another way to look at that, you know, and it's because uh, it's roughly half of their money, it's been dead money for the past five years. I mean, look at the human body, for example. I mean, imagine trying to function throughout the day with only half of your body working for you, you know, mm-hmm. one arm, one leg, something like that. So what I was able to do for this couple is I was able to show them financial instruments where they could have access to monthly interest payments while collecting nearly 6% interest per year without touching their principal. And, and they turned and asked me, they said, Jim, well, you probably also get the same 1.5% fee that our other advisor was, was getting paid. And I was proud to tell them, nope, because there's plenty of financial instruments out there, um, including the ones that I help them with, that do not deduct money to pay me out of your balance. The financial institution pays me directly out of their pocket. So there's no annual fees whatsoever coming out of your money. Mm. And these situations are normally a win for everybody because I'm happy to bring on a new client and the clients are much happier with these higher and you know secure interest rates, all thanks to this very high level of inflation that we can get nowadays. So look, the bottom line is, you know, folks, is that if you haven't seen you know, much growth in your investments or they haven't been growing at least to the levels that you had uh, kind of hoped or something feels off, let's just say, over the past couple of years, now, now is the time to reach out to a financial advisor like myself who can give you just a nice second opinion. And it's a great time of year to get this out of the way because we want to start out the, the year, 2024, with, with our finances in tip-top shape. So the number to call right now where someone from my team will take down your name, your number, and they'll set up a time for us to chat later this week. The number is 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. And and I can't stress enough from a time sensitivity standpoint because these abnormally high interest rates uh, in in these investment accounts, they're they're not going to be around for, for much longer once the Fed begins cutting. So we don't want to miss the boat on this one. The number to call, once again, to set up a time so I can get to know your situation a little bit better, and I'll be happy to give you more information. The number to call right now, 610-894-7415. If this year does end up being another great year uh, as far as investments go, wouldn't you want to make sure that your your investments are working as well as possible? And if uh, you know Mr. Pokari is right, and uh, it's not going to be a great year, if it's going to be a, a less than ideal year, wouldn't you want to know that you've got a plan in place to protect yourself from, you know, whatever may come down the line? This is the power of that second opinion to to really create and, and, and strengthen your strategy as it stands. 610-894-7415.
Now, do people actually really know what's coming when they say the words, I think I'm going to retire? A recent study showed that 52% of pre-retirees thought it would be smooth, but only about a third of retirees said it actually was. Jim, why is the transition to retirement harder than actually expected? Do you help pre-retirees with the the aspects beyond the finances? Well, uh, yeah, I've been helping people uh, plan for their retirement for the past 25, almost 26 years, That's right. uh, Chris. And and you better believe there's much more to retirement than just you know those dollars and cents that you see uh, listed on your investment account statement. There's a whole psychology behind uh, retirement. And you know we start really seriously thinking about retirement probably when we're in our like early 50s, maybe mid 50s, mm-hmm. kind of envisioning what it could look like and from a financial standpoint and what money you'll have coming in and all that. But certainly we start thinking all throughout all of our 60s without question. Your, your, your coworkers are starting to retire at that age and you're just thinking, oh, maybe it's time for me to go too. Um, and, and some folks, they continue working you know, throughout their late 60s and into their 70s are kind of like the energizer bunnies of the group, right? But, you know, some people, they, they do work into their 60s or 70s because they don't feel like they have enough accumulated, you know, in these retirement accounts just yet. Damn, I got to add to these another couple of years. I can't go out yet. That sort of conversation. And then other people, um, you know, they have younger kids maybe that are still in college. Uh, maybe in their late teens, early 20s. So they may have a couple more years of these high expenses that they want to cover with their income um, from work instead of dipping into their savings and all. And then there's other people, other people that they just like the money. Uh, I mean, think about it. People are usually in the peak of their careers right before they retire. And most people are normally making some decent levels of income. Yeah. So what do they do? They think to themselves, uh, you know, eh, what the heck am I going to do at home? I'll get bored out of my mind. Uh, just sitting around. I'll never forget the one guy who said, Damn, I refuse to retire and sit on the couch and watch the Food Network all day like my brother did. <laughs> my brother went from a high-level executive and turned into a couch potato. Um, and He was more colorful than that, but we'll leave it there. Uh, but anyway, look, the fact of the matter is that we, we can't keep working forever and ever. We have to start getting into the mindset of retiring at some point even if it's a gradual transition into retirement, mm-hmm. maybe like working a couple of days a week instead of just cold turkeys, you know, stopping work all at once. And then, um, and, and what, you know, sometimes uh, what I find is that the people that are most against the idea of retirement, Jim, there's no way I'm going to, there's no way I could do it. Um, there are many, many times the ones who end up enjoying retirement the most. They're out there planning trips to Italy, a, a cruise around the Greek islands, maybe a, maybe a trip with their, uh, their friends from church to Israel and, you know, they're, they're catching up on time with their, their kids, their grandkids, um, getting their health in, in, a, in better gear and focusing on that. And, 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 and most importantly, a lot of the times those folks, they're actually taking some time to enjoy the fruits of their labor. I mean, in, in other words, they're actually using some of the money in those retirement accounts towards things they love and enjoy doing rather than um, just, you know, just letting it sit and build and build and build and build. Because look, folks, uh, if you're living just a, a modest lifestyle, okay, let's say you're in retirement, you're spending just your Social Security checks, then those large balances that you have built up in your retirement accounts, guess where they're going? They're just going to be handed off to your kids, mm-hmm. as well as the IRS. You know, we all know that in yeah. the form of, of taxes. And of course, of course, we want our family and loved ones to receive a, a nice, healthy amount of money if we pass away. But ask yourself, do we really want to pass on? so much money that we don't even get to use much of that 
ourselves. I mean, you you put a lot of time and energy. What do they say? Blood, sweat, and tears. Um, it, th those are the ingredients that went into that balance on your 401k statement. So look, the next time you're looking at your statement, remember, it, you're not just looking at a number on a page. You're looking at all of the hours and hours and hours of your life that you spent working hard to build up that money, Chris. And of course, you're not just completely, uh, you know, uh, what your job is. That's not that's not the entirety of your life. But you know that that freedom to retire, to retire to something, it's, it's a novel concept. Reaping the, the fruits of your labor. There's a psychological shift, of course, no longer working or doing that phased retirement, but uh, being able to say, "Hey, I can I can spend this money. I can enjoy it." So there is a bit of that psychology that 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 you you work with people, right? But yeah, of course. I mean, and it begs the question because the the next question is normally, well, well, Jim, you're making a good point here, but but how do I know if I'm spending too much? Yeah. Or or too little of my retirement savings, um, or, or even those folks who are not yet retired, you know, usually are you know people are sitting down at the kitchen table, um, they're they're adding up their their total monthly expenses and, um, you know, what that could look like in in relation to what they can expect to collect from things like the social security checks, uh, maybe one spouse has a small pension, maybe there's some rental property income trickling in, and, um, you know, usually people have retirement accounts as well. The IRAs, the 401ks, the 403bs, maybe maybe have a the thrift savings plan uh, if you're a federal government worker, which I'm very familiar with those, or maybe have a deferred comp plan like a 457 um, with Nationwide or one of those if you're with the, if you work with the city. But look, regardless of what type of retirement account you have, I want to make sure that the listeners of our show today understand that the same type of growth mutual funds that you had in those accounts throughout your 30s, your 40s, and your 50s, they're not necessarily the same exact investments that you should have uh, throughout your 60s, 70s, and 80s. And there's a reason, and we've all heard the saying before, because we should not be um, you know, you know, looking into continuing with just growth, 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 because we, we need to get into more of a, a preservation type strategy with income generation. Uh, that type of portfolio is what matters as we uh, turn the next page and prepare for retirement. And, and I'm talking about income from things like, you know, stocks that pay off uh, dividends and all. Uh, there's ETFs. Uh, there's some great ones out there that have a strong track record for paying out these, uh, you know, sustained levels of, of nice dividends. Um, or if you don't feel comfortable with those, you can get into CDs um, nowadays. And then there's these uh, fixed rate annuities. And remember, those are the types without any annual fees. Uh, you can get into those. They're in the mid uh, to high 5% range nowadays. And you can collect that interest every month without touching any of your principal, like I mentioned earlier. And, and people live off of those interest checks. They pay their, their bills and all. And, and uh, so it's nice to have that cash flow. And don't forget, guys, you can roll over either a portion or even your entire 401k account balance, if you're over age uh, 59 and a half, even if you're still working with your current employer, all right, your 401k is almost always not going to offer you um, like fixed interest rates in the, in the high to mid 5% range. I haven't seen any that are that high. Uh, and you can get those rates um, by doing these rollovers into financial instruments that are offering those types of rates. Um, and by the way, it's so easy to do these rollovers because places like Vanguard, Fidelity, they let you do the rollovers right over the telephone. There's usually not even paperwork involved. And the rollover check, they send it right to your new IRA account. 
Uh, and for those folks who, who are looking to maximize the amount of monthly income that they can receive throughout the rest of their life every month, you can do rollovers, uh, don't forget, without paying any taxes into these financial instruments like these lifetime income annuities. And nowadays they can, they're offering folks in their 60s and, and 70s, uh, you can get payout rates as high as 8%, 9%, 10%. For the rest of your life, and and no, the, the, those newer annuities, by the way, they don't keep all of your money if you if you die. You know, there's all these sort of wives' tales about you know people having those situations yeah. happen with the old fashioned annuities. I mean, usually, at least all the ones that I work with, let's say, um, they pay the full unused balance to your beneficiaries, um, and if you if you leave the money in, in like a regular stock and bond mix with your four hundred one k. The rule of thumb is that you know you're supposed to pull out around four percent per year. That's kind of like the gold standard for withdrawal rates. If you leave the money there, meanwhile, on the other side of the coin, these annuity rates are out there where you could potentially get twice the amount of income arriving right in your bank account each month for the rest of your life, and you're getting in at these eight percent payout rates or nine percent payout rates that you can get nowadays uh, instead of having to risk all of your you know retirement savings in the stock market. Um, so look, now is the time to just start getting more information on these things before uh, interest rates all across the board begin declining. And I'd be happy, happy to help you in figuring out some suggestions, um, you know, just to make your retirement income situation as healthy as possible, especially in terms of positioning yourself to never run out of income. So the number to call right now to set up a time to chat with me uh, later this week, call now. The number is 610-894-7415. Again, 610-894-7415. And, and hey, it doesn't matter if you're in your early 60s. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're not yet retired or even if you are already retired. So let's say you're in your 60s, your 70s, because regardless of those ages, you're still going to need a game plan for how you're going to get that monthly cash flow. And I'd be happy to help you out with this and getting some ideas put together, all completely complimentary. Uh, so the number to call now where someone from my team will take down your name, your number, we'll chat later this week. The number to call now, 610-894-7415, Chris. Now, over the next couple of years, 36% of financial advisors, well, they're going to retire. The number of young advisors coming up is not enough. And, and quite frankly, 72% of those advisors don't actually last in the business. Jim, I think a lot of people out there, they want the pilot on their airplane to have lots of stripes to have that experience, but they certainly don't want them to to bail out on the mid-flight. If someone's advisor is talking about retiring, what should they be doing? I was reading that, Chris. It's it's wild uh, that such a large percentage of financial advisors are positioned uh, to be retiring soon. I was reading somewhere um, that something like a hundred over 100,000 financial advisors are supposed to be retiring soon, but only 2,500 people became financial advisors last year. Mm. I mean, that that's way more people that we're losing than we have coming in. Yeah. And I know a lot of people listening right now um, who have been working with a financial advisor for many years. And they say, Jim, the financial advisor uh, used to be fantastic, used to return my calls right away, was really on the ball on top of everything it seemed. But for one reason or another, the advisor isn't quite what he or she used to be. 
And, and this might be because your financial advisor is coming closer to his or her retirement. I mean, the advisor might be out there on the golf course more frequently than <laughs> they're in the office. And I think folks need to think ahead because just like every other industry, um, we're no different here. And when your financial advisor eventually retires, you might be stuck starting from scratch, digging around where to find someone else that you can trust. So just a suggestion here, because uh, you know maybe you should start putting your feelers out now. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying just to pack up and leave your current advisor because you think they might be retiring soon. No, but maybe it makes sense to start chatting with other advisors just so you can kind of get a feel for what's out there these days, Chris. You know, and, and here's the thing, not to say that they're not allowed to retire. That's certainly they're right. Everyone is allowed to to hopefully retire. But if they don't have a game plan in place, if they don't have a succession plan in place and you don't know about it, it can make you nervous, especially if, you know, you're just coming up on retirement and you want someone who's going to be there with you, you know, the, the 20, 30 years you're going to be there. And, and if they're planning on checking out in about five years, it could give people pause, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still I'm stuck on those percentages that you said earlier. I mean, they're shocking. About 72%, mm -hmm. you said, of new uh, financial advisors don't last in the business for uh, for the first couple of years. That's right. Uh, but here's a, a statistic that I always remember that's even more shocking. Uh, and, and here it is. Did you know that 99% of financial advisors don't make it to their 10-year anniversary? Wow. Yeah, think about that. I mean, my, my industry, the financial advisor, we have a 99% failure rate. Uh, there aren't a whole lot of other industries that I could think of that have those bleak uh, figures uh, there. So there's something to be said, though, for advisors that have been in the profession for more than 10 years, because clearly they're doing something right um, to, to make it through the, you know, through the thick of it. And, and I can remember in my very very early days of being a financial advisor. You know, we, I worked really, really long hours. I do that now, but I was gonna uh, say. <laughs> long hours back then too, because I wanted to grow my book of business. Mm -hmm. uh, I graduated uh, from St. Joe's University, a degree in finance um, right, right here in, in Philadelphia back in 1998. And, and back in the late 1990s, don't forget, you know, we were enjoying that big tech boom. Uh, I mean, internet stocks were, were just coming of age. You know the the Amazons, the America Online, and all and all of that. And gosh, I could go on and on. But people, investors, were making some serious money. I mean, it seemed like no matter what stock they picked, the stocks were doubling every six months. Um, and back then, it was an exciting time to become you know a financial advisor because, geez, everything around us was just booming. And what I used to do back then is I used to drive to people's houses. That's the way I got to know people. Mm -hmm. And remember, this is before the days of iPhones. We're going back to the late '90s. Um, we didn't have iPhone. We didn't have the navigation systems in the car. At least I didn't have one. I used a map. That's right. Yes. A map to get to people's houses and my car was stick shift. So that was fun. Trying to hold a map, a steering wheel and a gear shifter with just two arms. Try that one. Um, not to mention how young I used to look back then. And people always say, Jim, you still look young for your age. I'm 47 years old right now, but in my early twenties, I looked like a teenager uh, but I was determined to make it in this business because, you know, working with money is something that's always come easy to me. Um, and um, I shared with everyone last week how my grandfather taught me how to buy stocks at a very young age um, and how I was just really interested in all of this. But, but being a financial advisor involves so much more than just buying stocks for people or buying investments. 
because for someone to bring you on as their financial advisor, they have to know you, they have to like you, and most importantly, they have to trust you. That's right. And since I've always liked people, I, I've pretty much a people person my whole life, mm -hmm. I've found it pretty easy to get along with folks, uh, going the extra mile when it comes to providing a service and answering questions, that's always been my strong suit. It, it's kind of like you know, when you're in a high-end restaurant and the waiter brings you over exactly what you were looking for before you even had to ask for it. That's exactly how I've separated myself from the pack. And I think that's how I've grown my practice by leaps and bounds over the past 25 years. Um, you know, and I, I feel blessed of where I am now, nowadays, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I own my own registered investment advisory firm, which is the retire ready wealth management. And, you know, I host this freedom to retire show, you know, here, which, airs not only once but twice every weekend mm -hmm. here on 1210 WPHT which I believe is Philadelphia South Jersey and Delaware's uh, biggest talk radio station and you know when I ask myself you know why why do I go through all this extra effort because look the, the radio show uh, this takes me hours to prepare for uh, each week and um, you know why do I do all this and I you know I just can't help but draw the parallel over here of you know I put together the, sh the, the show to go the extra mile here for my community. I mean, I grew up right here in Delaware County. I've spent my whole life here. My family's here, my friends are here, my clients are here. And I hope that by sharing these stories with our listeners, you know, of how I've helped clients of mine over the years, um, you know, hopefully other people that are hearing these stories, you know, they're hitting home every now and again. That's my hope. So uh, whether your financial advisor might be retiring soon, or maybe your financial advisor isn't providing the level of service or attention that he or she once was, maybe, or maybe even probably, it, it's time to reach out to someone else. And I personally would be more than happy to be that person for you. I'm 47 years of age. I, I have a great team built out here. And at 47, I'm not planning on retiring anytime soon. <laughs> uh, so wouldn't it be nice you know, to have a financial advisor throughout the rest of your retirement um, someone that can kind of go those uh, through the years with you. So look, give my office a call. Someone from my team is going to take down your name and number because I know you're out running errands and doing all of that. Uh, you're not going to speak with me. It's just going to be a quick call uh, where someone takes down your name and number. We'll chat later this week, you and I, one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, so the phone number to call right now, 610-894-7415. That's 610-894-7415. And I especially invite our listeners here on 1210 because um, you, you folks are hard workers. And uh, I really want to speak with the ones primarily that are between the age of 50 and 75 because uh, retirement and, and tax planning, um, those are my areas of focus in my, in my practice. And 1210 listeners in general, uh, there's such great people that listen to this station um, people that are not waiting for government handouts. These are go-getters that listen to this station. It's wonderful. People that get up in the morning, go to work every day uh, and don't complain and just earn a, you know, an honest living. And uh, you know, people also that want to minimize their taxes. Of course, we all want to pay our fair share, but we don't want to pay a penny more. Right. So look, if you fall within that category, grab your phone. Give, me a, give my office a call. We could set up a time to chat later this week. The number, once again, 610-894-7415, Chris. And again, that's a complimentary conversation. Uh, you can come into the office, you know, in Radnor, if you like. You can do a Zoom meeting, you know, thanks to the advent of technology, uh, you know, uh, 
Jim's office is, is wherever you're, you're set up pretty much. So 610-894-7415. Or you can go online if you like, retirereadyfg.com. Let Jim put his 25 going on 26 years of experience to work for you. There's a video of an old 60 Minutes piece from about 10 years ago that's still getting a lot of views online. It is titled The Truth About 401ks. Correspondent Steve Croft interviewed a financial planner named Brooks Hamilton. Give a listen to this. The fact is that the typical 401k investor is a financial novice. They don't know a stock from a line. And we give them a list of 20 or 30 mutual funds with really, really powerful names. You know, they sound like, gee, that's where I want to have my money. What are the generally the quality of the mutual funds and 401k plans? Mediocre. I'll be real honest with you. With half the funds on the list, really dogs, what people would characterize as dogs, shouldn't be on the list to start with. Mediocre and dogs doesn't sound like the most comforting thing. I have to wonder, Jim, has anything changed in the last 10 years? And if not, is there a better place for people to put their money than a 401k? Well, look, it's no doubt, Chris. 401ks can be a great account to accumulate some of our retirement savings. In fact, nowadays, and I think most people listening today would agree um, that some of their largest assets, some of their largest balances are right there in those 401ks. Mm-hmm. And uh, with so many people uh, right now, they, they have, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars in these accounts, several hundred thousand. Heck, uh, with the surge of the market uh, that we've enjoyed over the past 15 years, a lot of folks who are in their 60s right now uh, and 70s, they have well over a million or even two million or more tucked away right in these 401ks nowadays. But the biggest question I think that people have for me as they approach retirement or even if they're newly retired, um, is whether or not they should continue rolling the dice in that 401k. You know, just like if you're in a casino and you have a big stack of chips in front of you, um, what do you do? Do you keep rolling the dice and rolling the dice? Because, because look, 401ks, they're designed to grow your investments, uh, your retirement assets, especially when you're in your working years. And I'm talking about your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s. Uh, but what if you have the, uh, the same exact investments in your 60s and 70s that you had when you were in your 30s? Um, and, and think about it. Now that your balance is substantial, how would you want your financial picture to look if you were to lose a large portion of that balance? I mean, the biggest downturn that we've had for pretty much anyone living today was, was back in, in 2008. That was 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. So if you're 62 today, uh, 2008 was, was 15 years ago. Uh, and your balance, I already know this answer, the ba- your balance was not nearly as big as it is now as it was uh, back then. And if you lost um, your, 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 your balance back then, you, you, or a big portion of it, uh, you knew deep in your mind that you were nowhere near retiring. Okay, you, 15 years ago, you were 47. That's my age. Uh, so you kind of just shrugged it off because you knew your retirement wasn't coming anytime soon. Well, now look at how close you are to actually retiring. And the question you have to ask yourself is, is would you be able to wait seven years or eight years for your investment balances to, to recover? And, and look, if you're planning on, on spending some of the 401k money during your retirement, um, instead of say, it taking seven years for the money to recover, the money usually never recovers. Why? Because you're steadily drawing it down. And, you know, after speaking with hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of folks that, that listen to this station on 1210, I can say without hesitation that way too many of you have too much of your retirement savings 
um, at risk. And I am certainly not saying to get completely out, out of the market, <laughs> far from it, but maybe your investments need a little bit more balance. Now, you know, now that interest rates are so high, um, you know, even some of the, the money that you have allocated, you know, um, you know, towards should be allocated towards, a, towards more safety, let's just say. Um, and nowadays with these interest rates being so high, those safe funds, safer funds can be growing at a great pace, you know, for you as well. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, um, there's no taxes that are due when you do a rollover for, for some or even all of your current uh, 401k or maybe you have a 401k from a prior job um, and um, you could do a portion of the account. Um, and remember, as long as you're over 59 and a half, you can roll money out of your, your current retirement account with your employer. Because look, these investment companies like Vanguard, Fidelity, the ones that are handling your 401k, they're probably not reaching out to you. <laughs> you know, at all with advice. Think about it. When you have money in the bank, if you have a hundred grand in your checking account, is are the bankers reaching out to you to say, "Hey, uh, Joe, it looks like you're only getting point zero zero one percent. Why don't you switch the money into this account where you can get five percent?" My bank's not doing that for me. Um, they're not. They're not teaching us how to get better rates on our money potentially, um, and they're certainly not helping us with things like taxes and all of that. That's why it's so important to get a second opinion on this stuff from a financial advisor like me, Chris. Because, you know, uh, making these changes and stuff, that, that is basically money coming out of their pockets. And, you know, fair credit to them. They're, they're a business and they're entitled to do that. But as you get closer and closer to retirement, the question is, do you want that money to work for the bank? Do you want that money to work for Fidelity or whatever company it is? Or do you want it to work for you? And that is why having that transition as you get ready to retire uh, to, to figure out how to make the money work as efficiently for you as possible. Exactly. And that's, you know, a lot of people who have been listening to the show for, for uh, the past couple of years, like we've been airing here. Um, a lot of people know, I like to ask the why question <laughs> a lot when it comes to our financial uh, sort of rules, but why would these rule makers who, who set the legislation and, uh, and such for our, for our 401ks, why? Why would they allow us to roll money out of the 401k even while we're still working? Okay, so let's say you have $400,000 in your current jobs 401k, mm -hmm. and let's say you roll out $250,000 uh, to something more suitable for you. Um, so that would mean you, you would leave roughly uh, $150,000 remaining in the 401k, um, and you would still continue making those current contributions like you are every paycheck, you'd still keep getting your match. So all of that is, is business as usual. But the reason that you hear, or at least one of the reasons you hear so many people doing these rollovers, maybe you heard your, your coworkers doing them or family members, um, is usually because 401ks, they do not provide you with a lot of important features that you need to get you through retirement. One of the biggest ones is that 401ks usually don't provide you with a lifetime of monthly income. Because if you're spending that balance down and we go through a rough patch and that balance runs dry, your income from that account also is going to run dry. But that's not the case with other types of financial instruments where you can roll over your funds into. And uh, that's why the regulators allow us at 59 and a half, because you're getting closer to retirement, to be able to plan out for that. Uh, and your 401k, your current one also, most likely doesn't allow you to be linked to the market for the, its, its potential growth 
while also protecting your principal against going down in the event of a market downturn. In other words, your principal is at risk if you're um, in those stock funds and the bond funds. And some of the biggest financial institutions all over the world, they're saying, hey, stop it. Roll over your money with us. Here's what we'll do for you. We'll put it in writing what we'll do for you. We can protect your principal while also paying you out a, a decent rate of income each month. That's, that's going to last the rest of your life no matter what. Even if the balance runs down, they have to reach into their own money to continue paying you the income. And, and just a side note about these big firms like these, these Vanguards, these Fidelities, um, TIAA, um, I already know that they're not helping any of us with our tax planning questions. Um, you know, like, you know, questions from a tax standpoint, like, hey, what, what money am I supposed to be spending from first? Which accounts? Uh, questions like, you know, hey, will this withdrawal uh, from this retirement account, will it trigger higher Medicare premiums? Um, should I be doing a Roth IRA or a regular IRA uh, or regular 401k contribution? You know, and, and if so, why? Um, you know, should I be converting money to a Roth? And these are really important concerns because making mistakes with these sorts of things can put you in a lousy spot from a tax situation later in life. So what I'm going to do at this point in the show, and I'm going to do this to really stand out in a sea of other financial advisors. <laughs> and what I'm going to do is I'm going to personally step up to the plate for you. And what I'd like to do is make a very special offer for anyone listening right now. You got to be between the age of 50 and 75. And I want you to have at least $250,000 saved towards your retirement or in your savings or 401s, wherever, mm -hmm. but not including your real estate because I'm not going to be advising you on that. Um, so I'm only going to do this though for the next five people who call the phone number that I'm about to give. So grab your phone or grab a pen and paper, keep it handy. Okay, so what I'm going to be doing for the next five people who call the phone number is that I'm going to be building you your very own completely comprehensive retirement plan, investment plan, and tax plan. This is going to be all rolled into one. And what I do is I take a holistic approach of your whole scenario and make informed recommendations for you. And I'll teach you ways that can help in getting you the most in how you claim your social security benefits. I'll show you ways that, that you can position some of your retirement savings and maybe your IRA or 401k. Or maybe you have a lot of money built up in bank accounts. Um, maybe you sold a property recently. Or um, maybe you're given the option to take a lump sum from your pension and you're kind of figuring out uh, if you should take it or if you should leave it there. Uh, maybe you work for the city of Philadelphia. You're expecting some of that drop money. Um, so look, regardless of which of those it might be or maybe something different, I'll show you ways to help generate monthly income uh, from some of your savings and investments um, so that you have enough cash flow that you can actually enjoy your retirement. You know, and, and, and we'll, you know, we'll talk about investments, of course, too, when we uh, do this plan. Mm -hmm. Certainly, there's a lot of types that have been doing very well with the high inflation cycle, high rates, and et cetera. Um, in addition to that, I'm going to show you um, some calculations that we're going to be uh, running so I'll be able to see what it could look like if you put more money in a Roth a 401k, et cetera. Uh, or maybe you should be doing conversions from a regular IRA to a Roth. And remember, folks, you can make an unlimited amount of income and still contribute to that Roth 401k. You can also convert money into a Roth uh, 
you know, doesn't matter how much you make. So no more of that gym. I make too much money for the Roth. The rules have changed. Now everyone can partake in the, those tax-free benefits of a Roth if you, uh, as long as you have eligible money to do it. And um, in the financial plan, by the way, that I'm going to be building, I'm going to be showing you strategies that can uh, very well help in reducing the taxes that you could very well owe throughout your retirement when it comes to plotting out these RMDs, required minimum distributions. Remember, folks, all of that money in your 401k, it eventually has to come back out of that account. Uh, can't leave it in there forever and ever. It's got to come back out and it's got to come onto our tax return eventually uh, as taxable income. And, and, and no, folks, you, you can't put money from your IRA or 401k into a trust to avoid taxes. And no, folks, you can't gift the money from your IRA or 401k to avoid taxes, the, the federal income taxes. But you can, however, have a plan on how to potentially minimize the taxes. And that's exactly what I'm going to help you with. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call, 610-894-7415, or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License 366900. Investment advisory services offered through Impact Partnership Wealth, LLC, a Securities and Exchange Commission registered investment advisor firm. IPW and Retire Ready Financial Group are non-affiliated firms. Registration is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. Investing involves risk. There's always the potential of losing money when you invest in securities. Asset allocation, diversification, and rebalancing do not ensure a profit or protect against loss in declining markets. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. IPW, its affiliates, and its investment advisor representatives do not provide legal tax or accounting advice. You should consult your legal and or tax professionals before making any financial decisions. Please be advised that you may conduct securities transactions only by speaking directly with your investment advisor representative, either by phone or in person.